What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. This week, we got the NBA playoffs coming at you. So we're going to go over all the matchups, all the potential matchups, and the buildup we got to get here. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn, as always. What's going on, brother? Playoffs. Playoffs. Let's get it, bro. I'm hype. I'm hype. It's finally here. It's finally here. Months and these delayed. playoffs look nuts. Every single matchup is nuts, and I'm hyped. You bro. say every single. There's 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 one or two that. There's one know. or two, but you can still enjoy them. Yeah, you can still enjoy them. There, there's yeah. some good matchups within them, so I'm hyped for them. Absolutely, I'm hyped. And um, as I said before, uh, before we get super into the playoff stuff, uh, you know, we had we had the NBA bubble. Uh, end of season kind of wrap up with the eight games with the remaining teams and it was definitely must watch basketball for especially those last handful of games uh particularly coming from uh memphis phoenix and the portland trailblazers who everything kind of came down to at the end vying for that eight seed um and and we really got like a battle between the two who would have been bubble mvps I, they decided they were going to give out like awards for the bubble mvp was one of those awards and it really came down to who was going to make the playoffs that was going to win that award right yeah that's facts that's and facts. so and so we got to see like the Suns who coming into the bubble were kind of invited just to fill it out and like make a make a schedule work and they win eight straight which i don't think anybody in in their right mind would have like bet on i think they had like a point zero zero like two percent chance of going undefeated in the bubble and they did it i'm really i'm really curious if there was anybody who put on a bet for that like actually and um what like state of mind they were in when they placed that bet <laughs> and um, you know and how much money they made <laughs> from it if it was just them going eight no and not making the playoffs I, you know that's they're just wavy. like they they sat there and said, you know who about to really go undefeated? You know who about to do it? Phoenix. And then everybody Phoenix in the room kind of looked at him like, "What, bro? Boy, get out of here!" I'm like, huh? Yeah, and, you cut off for and, the night. And look at you, fools. Yep. <laughs> One big brain in the room, but mm-hmm. it's just crazy how you know they get the, they get the couple months off, and I guess that team must have just putting it been putting in the work. Or yeah. I, I really don't know how to describe it because obviously we know Devin Booker can ball and he came back and he was balling. But they come back and they don't have Aaron Baines, who's like one of their better players. And, but they just kind of like figure something out. Something clicks for them. And they they just they couldn't be beat. And the only reason they didn't get in is because they needed probably one more game. If, if there was nine games, they probably would have gotten in. It, it came down to will the Trailblazers win against the Nets or lose, and the <laughs> Trailblazers pulled it out and bye bye Suns. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's crazy. It's heartbreaking it, for them. It's really it's heartbreaking wild too. for a young team to do everything in their power, mm-hmm. and it's not good enough. And and that's that's kind of what happens when before you get to the bubble, you kind of put yourself in a really bad situation. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's this is the first time I feel like I've ever seen a situation where 
it's win or go home for several teams, right? Like they they don't control their own destiny, but they have to win to have an opportunity to, right? Mm-hmm. So you had the Suns and Memphis, and I think San Antonio even won too. All three had to win, and then they would have to wait for the result of the Phoenix game, and all three did in fact win. I feel like I haven't seen that really ever that, that oh, I can remember fun. at least for like any fun. sport. And so it, it all came down to that Portland game. Portland wins 38. Yeah. 38 seed Memphis is nine. If they lose Memphis is the eight Phoenix is the nine. The next or on Saturday, we get that eight versus nine play in game, which was also pretty entertaining. We got Memphis versus Portland, and it wasn't quite the Dame show that we had seen throughout the rest of the bubble, but it was cool to see that uh, the fractured back man himself, C.J. McCollum, could uh, carry some of the load in the fourth quarter. Yeah, shout-out to McCollum, bro, and Nurkic, too. It's dope to see Nurkic ball, especially after everything he's been dealing with with the injury, and then right before the play-in game, his grandmother dies from uh, corona. So it's just tough playing with a heavy heart like that and just dealing with everything. The man came out and balled. So shout out to him. Shout out to the Blazers for going back-to-back really tough games against the Nets and Grizzlies to get that eight seed. Yeah. Uh, to see. Con- condolences to, to Nurkic and his family, obviously. That's uh, that's tough to play through. And, and he did, and he, he had a great game. And I don't know how, but, but he had a phenomenal game. Yeah. And... Uh, now Portland gets a, a nice, comfy matchup with the the one seed in the West with LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't Absolutely. get much easier for them, but they're happy to be here, and they're not going to go away quietly. But um, so, so that's pretty much everything that happened leading up to the playoffs. Um, obviously, you had like the higher seeds kind of figuring out where they're going to be, but that, that was just semantics at that point. Uh, yeah. The real fun was figuring out who was actually going to get in. And so we're going to move to the east and go over all of that and then go back west, right? So we're going to start with the least interesting matchup, in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinion, uh, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks versus the Orlando Magic in the first round. Uh, to, to, for me, there's not much to say here besides the Bucks are just better at every position. Um, they're deeper. They have the best player in the conference. And I don't think this series is going to be particularly competitive. Like, the Magic got ballers on their team. Like, they're a decent team. But when you match up against the Bucks, it's just like you're running into a brick wall. There's really not much you could do. Yeah. And at all. Like, Vucevic, he, he's probably their best player on the team. He'll be able to do a decent load. But, like, is that going to even be enough to get them a win? Like... Markel Fultz, is he going to be able to just go nuts? I, you, you can't say yeah. It's hard. You can't really yeah, say and, yeah. And, it's gonna I, be and I mean, they, had, they have some good players over there. Like, um, they, they have, like you said, Rukovic. Like, they they yeah, got ballers. Aaron, yeah, they, they got some guys. And obviously, like, they made the playoffs. So they're not, like, a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. No, but, not at all. But they're not a team that has like a a real go-to kind of guy like if this team in orlando had a Giannis or had like a lebron i would think 
pretty highly of them, honestly, because I think their role players they have are phenomenal. But it, it's yeah, hard to have a, a group of role team. players without like that glue. Absolutely. So like when I'm, they're hot, they're hot. Yeah. Like they're they're uh, a good shooting team. They're a really good shooting team. Uh, I'm taking the the Bucks in a sweep in this one. Honestly, I do too. I, yeah. to, for me, this is also the only sweep that I see happening. Because I think every other series is not necessarily competitive, but I think the other teams just have a little bit more in terms of um, we'll fight back. You know. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. So uh, I got I got the Bucks four zero. And uh, yeah, that that one's. Uh, I'm probably not gonna watch any of those games, honestly. Um, I'm gonna check oh. it out. I'm I'm checking out everything. All the sports we missed. I'm watching everything. Give it to me. I want it all. <laughs> we got I want the it all, uh, man. the the next matchup in the East is um, one that's kind of been. Uh, what's it called? The last couple of years, like since LeBron and Paul George were over there in indiana and miami there's kind of been like this this little rivalry brewing between Mm -hmm. these two teams with the pacers and the heat and now when you have tj warren and jimmy butler who kind of went at it earlier in the year and they're still kind of beefing and now tj warren's playing really well so now you have like this i I don't know it, it feels like there's a little bit of a rivalry that has developed between these two teams and it's not going to be a pretty series by any means. There's going to be a lot of hard fouls. There's going to be a lot of jawing at each other. They're going to mute. The, they're going to mute the mic quite a bit. I feel like. <laughs> Let's go. And um, for me, I like both of these teams. I think they both bring different skills. I think the Heat can flat out shoot with Duncan Robinson, who's like fourth or fifth in the league in three point percentage, and yeah, that nobody even shoot. knew who he was before this year. That's a shooter right there. And uh, Tyler Hero, who's also quite a baller over there as well. And then you got uh, Jimmy and Bam. So they have a nice little team over there. And then with the Pacers, you have uh, Victor Oladipo, who's a bona fide stud. Uh, we don't really know if he's fully healthy yet, though. Uh, TJ Warren, who's been doing just it all. Uh, and, and, and Sabonis, who's been yeah. really, really good, too. Um Brockton's I don't really know how to pick up for them too. Oh yeah, that that trade really worked out. The uh, the Paul George to OKC trade where where Oladipo and Sabonis got brought in. Those two Facts. turned out to be really really good ball players. Facts. And so me- I don't really I don't really know how to like look at this series. I think both of these teams are really good. Yeah, um, to me they both like kind of go hand in hand. Like they got different uh, stuff for each of them, but all together like if you look at their stat wise. They match up pretty much the same. Like, a couple of them got an edge for a couple of points here and there, but it's a toe-to-toe matchup about 4-5. So, it's going to be fun with them. And one uh, bummer for the Heat, though, is Derek Jones. He uh, took a big hit to the neck area a couple games ago, got carted off. I don't really know the situation of how long he's going to be out. He's day-to-day. from what I understand, yeah. so and then Kendrick be, uh, Nunn being out too isn't doesn't help. He he's been a an absolute yeah. stud of a rookie for them this year. Absolutely. Um, I I know in my bracket, which if you haven't done your bracket yet, go fill that out. 
uh, hashtag the spectators bracket. Go fill out your playoff bracket and enter for that uh, opportunity to win a little bit of cash. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure in my bracket, I might actually change it. I think the Pacers are gonna win. I don't know, like looking at it. I think the mm-hmm. Pacers. I think the Pacers are a little bit healthier. I think they're playing better right now. Also, I think I think like momentum is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't know. I I I just kind of I just, I switched up real quick. I, I just switched <laughs> up. Yeah, that's what happens. We're, yeah. we're here to give the deep breakdowns for you to understand. I kind of <laughs> forgot about Sabonis. For I think that's kind of yeah. what happened here. Because um, either like, way, I'm, yeah, still got this series going the distance and going seven games. Yeah, this series for sure is going to go six or seven. Uh, but I, I'm going to go really with the Pacers Jimmy now. Just, okay, I'm going to stick with the Heat. I'm going to ride the Jimmy train. See if he's talking that talk and actually putting it down on the floor. See if he's going to ball out. Uh, I'm excited to see what Jimmy's going to bring to the table in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and my major X factor here. So I'm going to give an X factor for both teams. Uh, for okay. the Pacers, my X factor is going to be uh, Brogdon. The uh, mm-hmm. the guy they brought in this this off season. they brought him in from Milwaukee. And no he's kind that one. He's kind of brought like that that real defensive mindset to this team a little bit that they didn't quite have. They were they were pretty offensively focused. Uh, so my X factor is going to be Brogdon and whether or not he can like generate enough offense because because he's a pretty good passer too, right? He's just a pretty good point guard. If he can like Absolutely. facilitate enough and make their offense non stagnant, I think they have a really good chance to win. And then for the Heat, my X factor is going to be not necessarily a player, but whether or not the shots are going to fall. Like this is a team that plays a lot of outside in. They kick it out, yeah. hit their threes, and eventually can work their way into the paint. Um, it it just depends. Is Duncan Robinson going to be shooting fifty five percent, or is and is anybody going to help him yeah. do that? Uh, Jimmy's not necessarily the most known shooter in the world, you know. So is Jimmy gonna make big shots when he needs to? Uh, yeah, uh, those are mine. You got yeah, you got that, any? That's facts. Um, I'm right there with you with the Pacers. Um, I'm going with a unforeseen hero maybe for the Heat. Iguodala, they got that veteran presence. Will he make the impact that they traded for and hoping for for him to bring? So, well, we'll see if uh, that veteran leadership and the experience is going to do something in the playoffs for them. I like it. That, that's actually a really good one. Uh, we're going to move to our third matchup, which is the Celtics versus the 76ers. This is the three versus six seed. Um, a lot of people would not have expected the 76ers to be the six seed coming into the year. If you would ask me, I would have told you this is exactly where I have them. Um, I didn't think they were good coming into this season, particularly. So this um, this result of this round is not going to surprise you <laughs> if you hear me mm-hmm. trashing them already. Uh, and they don't have Ben Simmons now. He he's yeah, out for the, the rest of the right season. Um, I didn't the think they were going to be successful with Ben Simmons, and now here without him, I I certainly don't think they have enough, um, especially against Boston. They kind of got unlucky. Uh, Boston's a really good three seed, and yeah, yeah Boston's they, stacked, man. 
Yeah, they, they kind of just got unlucky to play Boston talent. here. <laughs> um, I'm I'm taking Boston in five or six at most six. I think, I think I this will be it. one of the more lopsided series there is. Yeah, agreed. It, it's just tough, man. Like, <laughs> it's tough. And Jason Tatum, the way he's been balling. Yeah, there, it, there's not much. It's to be said. it's it's like particularly tough because I feel like Philly has a lot of talent. Like they have a lot of really good players, they but they but they, they don't build like a team that actually like works together. Yeah, it just feels like there's no chemistry there. And it's weird to say that too, because they're they're a forty win team for the last handful of years now. But they've kind of had like this revolving door mm-hmm. of like players, and I I just I don't know. I don't think Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Al Horford are any sort of good fit. And you've kind of seen that this season, because just Horford has just not been. The uh, the all star that he's been in his career, no. he's he's been a shell of himself because he doesn't really have a position anymore. Especially he, on this team, yeah, he's usually like a guy who's out here scoring fifteen to nineteen a game, and then he's the uh, he'll get like eight to nine assist, rebounds and like six or seven assists. He's kind of like a a Jokic light, right? And then he he can spread the court a little bit too because he can shoot. Um, yeah. With with him playing with Embiid, he's he doesn't really have that center like he he thrives off being the center power forward in the paint and like moving an offense around him. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have that. It's particularly bad when they don't even have shooters. So even if like he was the centerpiece of the offense, they don't have guys that can spread the floor. Like, Mike like, Scott is probably one of their best shooters. It's Mike Scott and, like, Tobias Harris and then Shake Milton. And Shake yeah. Milton should not be your second or third best three-point shooter. No, not at all. Not uh, and at Especially all. in, like, this modern kind of era where the, the three ball is so important. You know. That, like, on the just... season, neither of these teams really shot the ball well from three. Like, they're both, like, 36%. But in the playoffs you're not going to match up well against the Celtics because they got shooters on that team, whether they shot well all year or not. They got yeah, shooters. Yeah, they, they have guys that we know can, like, hit a big shot. With exactly. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. Like, we, they have guys, right? Yeah, so if you're going two for seven from three, those two shots are going to be big. You better believe it. Now, what I will so, say is also that I think up? Kemba Walker going to the Celtics has been – wildly underwhelming yeah i think uh they they you know it's it's weird to say that he's underwhelming because he's like he's averaging 20 points a game and he's almost at five assists i think he's like 4.8 assists but it's not about really the points we knew he was gonna more or less kind of replace what Kyrie brought to that team because mm-hmm. they really do have similar skill sets. Kyrie's a little bit better, but they have very similar skill sets, yeah, right? Yeah, Kyrie's more fine-tuned. But yeah, and but, but and Kemba's better at certain things, too. I think Kemba's a mm-hmm. much better Absolutely. defender, right? They're both great. But Kyrie is, I don't want to say a better leader, because he's not. No. But but he brings like that, that really scary X factor, which I don't know why Kemba doesn't bring that, because he's done it his whole career. Where Kemba's always been like that guy in an important situation. Cardiac Kemba, baby. <laughs> but for Cardiac some reason, Kemba. he doesn't bring that in like 
to better his teammates, if that makes sense. Like, like Jason Tatum doesn't benefit from Kemba being on the floor as much as he did from Kyrie. Yeah. In my opinion, obviously. Like, but this team is still really good. They they have four All Star caliber guys, five if you count Ennis Cantor at that really thin position in the league. <laughs> uh, I I just think the Celtics are a much better team, and I think they're a much more well put together team. So I, I don't think they're gonna have much of a problem taking taking down Philly. I agree, hundred percent. So I I got them four to one, good. maybe four two at most, but I yeah. think I have them four two on my bracket. But I'm not surprised if it ends up being 4-1. Yeah. Keep that a whole buck with you. And then the last one in the East, uh, this one is close and dear to you. I've been kind of ripping Brooklyn. at you all week about it. But um, I, re- I really do think very, very highly of Toronto. Toronto's and, good, man. And I think Toronto's good. you can kind of tell that there's been a shift in the uh, the NBA like mindset, right? A couple years ago, Toronto was really, really good with DeMar and Kyle Lowry, and they would finish first or second in the East, but nobody really cared because they just weren't going to beat LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron's gone, and DeMar is gone, and then Kawhi has come and gone, right? But they won their championship. They won their playoff uh, games when they needed to, and they got the monkey off their back. And I think... This team is if if there's ever a time for like a like a I don't want to say an un, like a overachieving team because that, that's not really what this is. This is a team full of like really good players with no eye popping superstars. If there was ever a team for one of those to win, it's right now for a chance to showcase themselves. Because mm-hmm. the East, you got the Bucks, and then you got the Raptors. And then next year, obviously, when KD, Kyrie, you, the top of the chain changes up a little bit. But as of could, right now. Yeah, it could change for sure. Right now, they're taking that opportunity to shine. The conference is wide open. And we said that when LeBron left. It The East is for the taking. Whoever wants it got a ball, and they could have it. And the Raptors went for it. And they're still going for it. Yeah, and, and, and the development of Siakam with, and Van Fleet and all the young guys they have over there, like Chris Boucher and they play uh, together, Norman man. Powell. Like, like this, this is a team that has really impressed me more than just like their record. I think the way that they have, re- they obviously you can't replace Kawhi Leonard unless you're bringing in LeBron, no. right? That's the only way you do that. But the way they've just like replaced Kawhi Leonard, I, uh, I just said you can't, but they've done it essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, their record would have been a better record had a full season played out than it was last year. And they're in a really good position because they're deeper than they were last year. Because yeah. now you got uh, OG and Anobi who's playing really, really well this season. Uh, Marcus Saul still having a great year, but now you're getting contributions, also like major contributions from Van Fleet. And then, like I said, Chris Boucher, uh, Pat McCaws played really well for them. So this is a deep team they're now. Deeper. This is not the five, six man they're rotation really you saw last year. I, and the I system think, was there. Like I yeah. feel like they definitely prepared to not have Kawhi. Cause they, they had to have. No, yeah, because if you bet on that and then he ends up leaving, now you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Now you're stuck and you got holes to fill. You got just everything you got to build brand new. 
But if you build that system from the ground up with him, and now you just plug somebody in for Kawhi, it's great. Now you just keep the ball moving, no problem. And you're not really that hurt. Like, yeah, you miss out on that superstar, but you're still getting that chemistry, which is a lot more important. Because you can have a great player on your team. You don't have the chemistry, it's a dud. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Raptors. Um Probably in five, but I think the Nets could push it to four. The Nets right now are just like a strange team. They're hurt all across the board. Yeah. Um, I think there are a bunch of guys who want to win, but I don't think that's particularly going to matter because at this point, the Raptors are just laser-focused. I think that's They're one scary focused, thing about the Raptors. I, I do They're think a team that's right like on a mission. Nets, the Nets are playing really well, and we've seen that the last couple games in the bubble. But with the Nets, we're a weird team. It's either we're going to play great, shoot lights out, move the ball, play, like, good basketball, or we're going to be sloppy, can't hit a shot, and just look like bums. But any given night, who knows what we're going to get. But lately, they've been balling. And they, Levert, man, we already know what Levert's been doing. And even last year in the playoffs against uh, the Sixers, Levert went off. So, he could very much do that again. Jared Allen does something. Maybe Jay Crossover comes back. He's missing the first game. But if he does something dope. Yeah. I got us winning I, two games. I'm not going to go crazy with my fandom and say we're going to beat them. Because <laughs> it's just not going to I'm, tr- I'm trying to be There's, realistic and nah, not biased. <laughs> the Nets just don't have enough with all the injuries. If they no, had Dinwiddie and they had DeAndre Kyrie, Jordan, Claxton, I would say like, there's like a chance. I still don't even take them with all those guys. But I think there's a, you know, there's a shooter's chance. I think in this, this is like you take your one or two wins and you try and get as much playoff experience as possible and yeah. push this to no, six facts. games. That's facts. Um, I'm not even. Yeah, the injury I'm not sure just can, hasn't but. hasn't been good to us, man. It hasn't been good to us. We lost like eight, nine people to whether it be injuries or Corona or just leaving the bubble, and it's tough. It's tough, man. So yeah. it is what it is. I got us winning two games, hopefully, <laughs> and let's get it. Go yeah. Nets. <laughs> um, go Raptors on my end. We're gonna move over now to the West. Finally. Uh, this is where really all the the really good matchups are. Um, we'll we'll try and move a little bit quicker through them too, but you know there's a lot, there's a lot to kind of cover. Uh, the first game, or the first matchup, Portland Trailblazers versus the L.A. Lakers. You have the best player on the planet and LeBron James going against each other. <laughs> rewind that. Rewind that. Hold up. <laughs> Something ain't <laughs> sound right. <laughs> No, but you got Lebr- that back, Turbo. <laughs> but you got LeBron and AD versus uh, CJ and Dame, and Go peep these that are new these EP are two of the power out. duos that are in this league. Yeah, man. Um, Dame has shown that he is every bit worth the price of admission if you're allowed to be admitted. Because uh, <laughs> you know you, you can get those virtual seats. Shout out, shout out to uh to Brooklyn. She was at that uh that Memphis Blazers game in the virtual seats. Not you, Brooklyn, but uh Lois Sell, so shout out. If um, anybody knows how to get the spectators on uh the bubble seats. Yeah, because I just don't hit have us a clue, up. But I would love I would love to be there. We're we're, we're trying to get on there. We don't got the facilities to <laughs> get it, but if you know how, if you got the hookups, get us in on the bubble seats. Greatly appreciated. 
this matchup really in, like intrigues me a lot. I think the Blazers yeah. are a really, really feisty team. I think they have a lot of they have everything that the Magic don't. Right? I was saying they the Magic needed that guy to galvanize around, and if you have that, good things can happen. I think the Blazers have a worse roster, but they have that guy. So because yeah. they have that guy, they have yeah. a chance. And man, and, the the way Dame is playing right now and just his oh, mentality, man. it's insane. He can't be stopped, <laughs> and he won't be stopped. He's he's not gonna lay down. He's not gonna lay down. And and so here's kind of my mindset for the series, right? The Lakers are mm-hmm. not in disarray, but in slight disarray. They're still trying to figure out pieces. Uh, they yeah. never really got acclimated to the bubble. LeBron never really got going. So the Lakers now, aren't the, the peak back? performance Lakers that we kind of expected to see. And the Blazers are peak performance that they would have been in. But when the that, Blazers that goes, are playing bad, ugh, it's, yeah, it's you're bad. Not wrong. It's you're bad. Not wrong. When Hassan Whiteside's on the floor, clogging up the middle, turning the ball over. Oh, man, it, it was terrible watching that man try to ball. It was terrible. So we, we were I, I actually the game and <laughs> it was just like Hassan, what are you doing, man? He was really, really bad. But I think when the again when the Blazers are playing well, they're playing really well. Uh, they're not going to be able to to defend Anthony Davis. That's a given. So just give him his thirty five points a game. That's fine. <laughs> you can spot him those, right? But now the real thing is going to be, and you're not going to really stop LeBron either. You might hold him to like. 20 and or like he might go off for 44 but you kind of know what lebron's gonna bring right now the the key here for the blazers is can they stop kuzma and all these other kind of situational guys that the lakers have can you hold all of them down so that it's just lebron and ad because if it's lebron and ad versus the blazers i'm gonna take the blazers yeah you got a chance you definitely got a chance at that point. But once Alex Caruso starts getting 15 a game, and that's that's where you're you're losing me here. Once you start and getting you, help from the other three guys on the court. you got the wild cards, J.R. Smith and mm-hmm. Deion Waiters. Like, so who knows what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah. I do have so the Lakers winning this series. Gotta, yeah. But – this is probably the biggest upset that I think could happen. And it it's not just because, like, I kind of like the Blazers or anything like that. I just think there's too much unknown with the Lakers in terms of they had they just added all these new pieces. Health is a concern for me. And they're running into the hottest team in the league. And the yeah, hottest they, player in the league. The Blazers are playing with fire right now. They got the determination to <laughs> make something crazy happen. And you heard Dame in that interview a couple of days ago. He he ain't come here to waste his time. He ain't come here to waste his time. And so, they have not wasted their time at all. They come in a with bit. a full head of steam. And they're going to be blazing. So the, the way I look at this is this series is going to end in six games regardless of who wins it. I think this ends up being really? a 4-2 go. Um, I think the Lakers really? are going to take it, but again, if the Blazers win it, I, I just won't be surprised at all. And I'll be cheering for the, for the Blazers too. So 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Blazers uh, pulling the upset. Because, I mean, I love Dame. I love Melo. Those are two of my favorite players in the league. LeBron's also my favorite player. But seeing both of them, that that would be electric, bro. That would be electric. <laughs> and, I mean, I got the Lakers winning 4-2. I can't agree with either way going 4-2. If the Blazers pull it out, it's got to go at least 7. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, if <laughs> they, the Blazers are playing lessons. that well, then they're just going to be dominating. Yeah. Like, if they're going to beat them, it's going to be because they're dominating them. I don't think they Absolutely. have, like, the – I don't think they win the war of attrition against LeBron. I don't think that that's how that works. Gotcha. But and but I'm not going to go against LeBron in the first round. Like, come on. No, man. not at all. The man that's just always – <laughs> he's never got beat in the first round. That's not what I'm here to do. So, uh, Lakers in six. Uh, go Blazers, though. Next matchup, we got Thunder Rockets. This one's super interesting. Just I'm with everything that kind of happened, they trade Russell Westbrook to the Rockets. Uh, the Thunder get CP3. All the stuff before the season, does CP3 even want to play for this team because they're going to stink? He's wasting his the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Here we are, day one of the playoffs. These two teams are matched up against each other at the four and the five slot. And the Thunder have the exact same record as the Rockets. You can't write it any better. No. It, you cannot write it any the, better. There's something special about the NBA where all the stuff that needs to happen always winds up happening. All the mm-hmm. all the storylines just really figure their, themselves out, and they always like come full circle. It's really wild how that works. You love to see it. You, you love to see it. And, you know, um. I don't think there's any ill will between Russ and the Thunder, and I don't think – I think CP has a little bit a little towards bit. the Rockets. It, it's there. But, but it's, it's all love there. between the guys on the court. And I wouldn't so, say ill will with the Russ, but you know he he wants to make something happen against his old team. You you know it's deep down inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This you, isn't you like a, he wants to beat him because they did him wrong. This is just like a – I want to be my All right, team. you guys want to move on? Bet. Here we go. And yeah. – now, just to keep this noted, Russ did uh, get a little leg injury, so he's going to be out for the first couple games. So that's a big little nugget for this series. That's a big nugget for this series, especially because the way the Thunder like to beat you is the the Thunder like to run up and down a lot. Like they, mm-hmm. they like to get their easy buckets when they can. And uh, not having the fastest guy on the team – to kind of be there to stop that fast break is is tough, especially if it's going to be for more than one game. And then I, the Rockets are one of those teams that, uh, when they're playing well, they're the best team in the league and they're unstoppable because Harden's hitting on all cylinders, Russ is hitting on all cylinders, and then you got like PJ hitting those corner threes that he needs to, and yeah. all the other support guys they kind of have clicking. On and the we other hand, get to see. Go ahead, finish yours. Uh, on on the other hand, like if they're not hitting their shots, they are stinky. Yeah, and <laughs> straight up, like like <laughs> just straight up bad. And straight up, you know, Harden's gonna score his whether he's hitting his shots or not. He's gonna score his thirty. Yeah, that's regardless. You, you but what's gonna that. happen outside of him? I, I'm just not sure with Russ down. So what, and we, what we we've gonna seen say? we've seen the woes of the Rockets in the playoffs. They rely on the three-point shooting all year. Come to the playoffs. They choke. It just doesn't fall. 
It just doesn't fall. You live by the three, you die by the three. And especially mm-hmm. with the small ball lineup that we're going to be seeing. Because if the, if the three to... was falling for them like it usually does, they'd probably have a championship by now, if we're being yeah, real. You're not wrong. You ain't never they, tell a lie. Because they, they <laughs> should have beaten wrong. the Warriors a couple of years ago, and they would have beaten the, the Cavs. They just would have. So You're not wrong. You know, it's so kind of one of those really things all, where... all depends on how it's going to fall. Mm-hmm. How's the cookie going to crumble? Because they, they got the talent. They might okay. not have the size, but they got the talent. Mm-hmm. So now what are you going to do? Who do you got in this series? This is a really interesting series that I think will probably go six or seven, no matter what. I got to go at seven. I got Houston pulling it out. But I definitely got to go in seven. I, I think I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I'm going to take Houston, mostly because the, uh, the Thunder kind of have some young guys that they kind of need to figure they get mm-hmm. used to this kind of and it i think an important thing here too is this is not a real playoff atmosphere no like if you were memphis like you and you actually made it in this <laughs> would not have been beneficial in terms of like future playoff series this is this is a whole different beast so now the environment's obviously not going to match up but the intensity i still think the intensity is going to be crazy yeah but the environment is like and the environment it, it's a big part it's a big else. part yeah it's you know? a big part and it definitely it's a game changer i agree 100 percent. but that playoff intensity within the game that, that's a whole nother beast too yeah like you could deal with the noise you could block that out all you want but you're gonna have to square up against somebody square up and <laughs> if you're not ready for that that's a whole different monster yeah uh, we're going to move to the next series. Uh, we got the Jazz versus the Nuggets. I don't know why in my head I feel like these teams, it's like these two and the and the Thunder are always playing each other in the playoffs. Because <laughs> yeah. they're all always like that 5, 6, 3, 4. So yeah, like, the they're always the there. It's they're always in always that there. bundle. Yeah. Um, and this is actually the first game of the playoffs that we're getting, 130. Yeah, this, this one's they coming up. Like, this episode will be out like as this ep- this game starts. Mm-hmm. So. so you you can listen to it, the sweet voices of Julian <laughs> and Brooklyn in your ears as you watch the game. We got playoffs. Enjoy. We're here for you. Absolutely. Enjoy it. <laughs> I, I'm going to – this is an interesting series that I think would have been better had Mike Connolly not had a kid like three days ago. Yeah, shout out to the kid, but man, <laughs> you should have waited a couple more days. Yeah, that that timing. <laughs> now you was took not, pops out the bubble. Yeah, that that timing wasn't the best. Uh, he'll be missing a little bit of the playoffs. He's on that Mike Trout paternity leave. Um, if yeah. he comes back and plays like Mike Trout has since he's become a dad, then I'm taking the Jazz <laughs> in in every game after that. But it, that's usually uh, the trend. Somebody has a baby and they go off. I don't Fred know what Van it Fleet is. Last got like year. a little superpower. Yeah, and it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, now, I don't think superpower jazz with Mike Connolly's dad powers help them. I think the Nuggets are just a better team at like these teams are really, really scarily similar, right? They are. I think the Jazz are a worse team at pretty much every like spot. Besides like yeah. Donovan Mitchell, I think the Nuggets are better everywhere across the board and they're deeper. That's a fact. I think Jokic is probably the most underlooked player we have in this league. 
Man, Joker's something else. And and he lost all that weight, so now he's like actually athletic. And now you throw Bull Bowl into the mix. Who's been playing really well since given an opportunity. Like he's a six three point guard, but he's actually eight ten. Moving uh, like a ballerina on the court. Like yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And then the, the you got Jamal Adam. Murray who's had a fantastic year, and then Paul Millsap who's just a vet, like a seasoned vet. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with the Nuggets. I don't know how like much they're gonna be getting out of their bench guys. If Michael Porter Jr. plays like he did during the bubble, I think that the Nuggets are a really really scary threat to actually win the West. Yeah, because he was the steal of the draft when he got drafted by them. I think Denver picked them up just because they're like, well, we're already a really deep team. <laughs> This kid could be really, really good one day. So let's just and we see just if it works. And we just deal with a year or two of him not playing because of his injury. And when he comes, he's going to ball. Hopefully. And uh, he has. He, he's been yeah. really, really good in the uh, in the bubble. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and Jokic is kind of an interesting guy, too. He's, he's like Giannis a couple years ago where he's just leading his team in every major stat. I, I'm pretty sure he's leading the team in points at, like, almost 20. Uh, he's at 10 rebounds a game. He's, like, 7 assists per game. And these are all, like, team-leading type of stuff. And yeah. I'm really excited to see an athletic version of him play well in the playoffs. That's facts. So I, I got the Nuggets in a... I don't know if it's going to be a lopsided series in terms of, like, the games played, but I think... In the wins versus the losses, it's going to be lopsided. I think the Nuggets win by 20 when they win, and when they lose, it's like by two. Now, prior to learning about Mike Connolly, I had this game, I had this series going seven, and the Jazz pulling off the upset. I think Denver's the flat-out better team, but I feel like going with the upset in any series, I feel like this one's there because, like we said, they're really similar. They're really similar. Obviously, one side got more talent, but talent don't always cut it. It's, you got a ball. My X factor with this, though, for the Nuggets is Michael Porter. Depending how he balls, seeing what he does, mm-hmm. going to be big. Now, do I stick with the Jazz, knowing that Connolly's going to miss one, two, three games of the series? It's tough. It's really tough. But I feel like I got to go with the Nuggets now. Because it's just, yeah, you're losing a big piece. And when you're playing a team like this, you're going to need every little bit of it. So, I probably got the Nuggets in like six. Gotcha. Conley comes um, back for the last couple games, makes it tight. But I got Nuggets in six. I'm going to also give an X Factor for the other team as well. Um, the Jazz X Factor is going to be Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion. Oh, um, you're looking at that name. He was it. a really like underrated like guy that they kind of picked up, and when he was with the Lakers, he was a big everybody kind of knew him. Now he's not in that market, so you kind of forget about Jordan Clarkson. But he's very mm-hmm. quietly put together a, a pretty darn decent year. Um, I mean, and they he, got shooters and he, too on that team. Yeah, he's he's one around. of those spark plug kind of guys. Like mm-hmm. th- the way I look at Jordan Clarkson is he's a less erratic J.R. Smith. And if he can be that. that spark plug for them, I think they have a real opportunity to do something cool. So, yeah. But I'm still taking the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets yeah. are a really good team. 
Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, and then for the last matchup, this one is really, really interesting to me because I think this is everybody kind of has this going one way, and I'm not quite sure that it's going to go that way. I'm not either. I- I'm we got going the Clippers, way, Mavericks. But deep down, I'm not. I'm not sure. So I, I do have the Clippers winning it in my bracket yeah. just because I think Kawhi is a different breed. But I feel like if you don't acknowledge what Luka Doncic has done this season and how he's improved and how him oh, and Kristaps have like melded together uh, since Kristaps came back and has been playing at a like a healthier clip, those two are such a good duo. They play off each other so well. Uh, Luca just is such a facilitator. Like watching Luca play really does give me like young LeBron vibes. Bro, Luca's an animal. And he is honestly, just him and KP are one of the duos in this league that I'm so excited to watch throughout like their career together because they're both just really crazy talents kp's what seven two shoot the three handle the ball like crazy i mean that all the big men usually do that now but nah he's KP, the original he's unicorn hot, yeah he ain't no uni- nobody's no unicorn and i mean luca's just well what more can you say this kid's been a professional basketball player since he came out the womb <laughs> and now so, he's a better professional than he was before exactly as he's going to keep on developing, the man's just going to be dropping triple doubles for the rest of his life. And I'm really excited to see them two ball. And they're, they're not going to lay down easy for the Clippers. It's going to be yeah. tough. Now, now the issue with the Mavericks is outside of those two and Seth Curry, yeah. who I'm pretty sure Seth Curry, by the way, is leading the league in field goal or three-point percentage over the last, like, half decade. So yeah, nobody's ready for that conversation. Nobody's ready for the the Seth Curry is the best Curry conversation, but but I I just think outside of those three, and then like Tim Hardaway is kind of really just hit or miss. Like he's he's either an impact or he's non-existent. Yeah, um, you got Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, JJ Barrera. Yeah, then you throw in some size with Willie Cauley Stein and Bobin. So I mean. Which Bobin's actually played well for this team, which is like weird because I've always thought of Bobin just as the meme center, but he's actually like had a decent little impact here in Dallas. Um, it, I'm just not gonna say they're gonna beat the Clippers. It's gonna. I think it could be spicy, but they just don't have enough outside of the the big two really. And when you got a big two who is pretty undeniably better. With Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two top seven players in the NBA. And then you have two underrated guys like Montrezl Harrell, who's played phenomenal this season. And Lou Will, yeah. who's just the the six, six guy like Lou Will. You know, like, <laughs> I, I just really like the Clippers. I think the Clippers built this team to, to win this year. And I kind of have that. Being the uh, being the story at this point, I think Kawhi is just gonna go playoff mode like he did last year. Yeah, and hopefully uh, PG comes to the party too. Just don't so. let PG shoot it if it's a game winner. Less than Give it to ten else. seconds left. 
Just give You're it to fine. somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, that defense that the Clippers bring to the table, man. And no team can match up with that. It's one of the best defensive teams I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But it's kind of funny. We we said before the season that this was going to be a phenomenal defensive team, but it turns out that Milwaukee's the better one, which is yeah. just pretty interesting. Uh, but when you got but, one guy that covers three quarters of the court, you know, it will help. Then, yeah, uh, that'll certainly help. Um, <laughs> I got the Clippers winning this one. Yeah. Probably How many in, games you got? I I want to say six games. I I think Lucas sneaks out too. Okay. I don't think the I don't think the Clippers are also the type of team that's gonna step on your throat and not let you win a game. I just think the Clippers are just gonna wear you down. If that makes sense, like the Mavericks win game two, in my opinion, and then like slowly look worse and worse as the series goes on because they're just gonna be tired. Yeah, and I think that's how the Clippers are gonna kind of handle everybody they see. Um, yeah, because if you have a really good game, you could definitely squeak out a win. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got the Mavs winning one. Okay. I'm not mad at two games if they pull it out, but I got it 4-1. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. I just think the Mavericks do have that spice factor. They do. They, they do. have a very similar spice factor to the Blazers, but I think the Mavericks would have actually preferred to play the Lakers. I think that would have worked out better for them. Bro, Luka, LeBron. Mm. That would have been fun. That would have mm. been fun. Um, but you know that that's just what I think. Uh, I I really think that a couple of these matchups are going to go a distance. Not maybe the distance, but a, a lot of them going six games, which you don't really see in the first round too often. Yeah. But I I just think that everybody's kind of coming into this playing against a team that they want to play against. If they're the I feel like seat. everybody's coming into this with the mentality of we could do this. Yeah, we, I agree. we could definitely do this. And seeing what the nah. Suns did too, like I think a oh, lot yeah. of teams are going to feed off that energy and be oh, like, "Hey, yeah, man. the Suns weren't better than anybody they played, but they went eight and zero. Let's yeah. do it. Why can't we?" Now the the only series that I just see no hope, no light at the end of the tunnel is definitely Milwaukee, Orlando. That, that's I, I, I do want to throw the Nets in there too, just in terms of the Nets aren't going to win that series, but there's light in terms of winning a, t- a game or two. Yeah, but. Yeah. But the Magic are just going to get blown out of the water, 100%. And now, if the Nets play at 100%, they have a chance. Will they play at 100%? I don't think so. And that's coming from the Net fan. I don't think so. But they have the potential to absolutely go nuts. You've seen them play at full speed uh, the other night against the Blazers. They look good. And that was I think being the, the, the big issue for me with that is they played full speed against the Blazers and they still lost. I think that's like the real yeah. issue. Like it, it still didn't turn out the way they wanted. And so yeah. if you can't do that against the Blazers, that's just the I Raptors are a different, they're, they're a different breed over there. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the magic, this is your, the spectators uh, giving you a nice Farewell. little burial ground <laughs> and saying, thank you for coming out to the bubble. Uh, when you exit the stage, make sure to take your Disney hats and then uh, <laughs> promptly go home. And, and if you and if they surprise then us, come then visit again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they live down the street. They'll be back. <laughs>
<laughs> they had the shortest trip home, but they're going home first. That's just not that's not fair. They can come to the bubble anytime they want. <laughs> Re- relive their great moments. Aaron Gordon's gonna come back to Disney one day and just have like <laughs> just start screaming, <laughs> just be like really upset <laughs> of what could have been. <laughs> oh man, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's tough. You're, but you're if, technically the home team, but yeah, technically the home team. It's facts. Uh, if you guys want to know who Brooklyn and I have going the rest of the way, because we're not going to get all into that. We've, this this episode has been long enough already. Uh, if you want to know who we have going the rest of the way for the playoffs, go check out our accounts on Twitter. We did put a, our um, bracket challenge entries on our accounts. So go check those out. Uh, and if you haven't filled one out for yourself, uh, go to our Twitter at underscore to spectators or Facebook or Instagram. We have all the templates on all of them. And go check out the template and the rules. All you got to do is fill it out and then post it with the hashtag the spectators bracket yeah and you have a chance to win some money picture go to your photos edit it mark it up if you want to do it on ig or put it on snapchat save it put emojis do whatever whatever easier for you fill it out grand prize you get a little 45 bucks for your pocket line it up nicely and yeah we got you we're doing a point system, so whoever gets the most points at the end of the playoffs is the winner. And yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. It's definitely very NCAA style with like the point system that we're doing. And, and we and missed out on like, March Madness, so yeah, exactly. So just join us on that. It's something fun and something that we can kind of get to talk with you guys about. We can kind of do some banter and all that. Um, anything that we can do to kind of interact with with everybody else i think is awesome and um, we appreciate everybody for interacting with us also absolutely but you know after you're done listening to this go turn on espn nba tv tnt because there's probably basketball on so go watch yes sir and um we're the spectators and we'll we'll see you next time Go Nets, baby. See everybody.